Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Glitter Boys. So the thing is, is that when we started this, I was just a huge fan with some like high school memories and of, you know, Robotech and riffs and the butts edition and like, oh my God, do you see the the butts on the butts edition? <laughs> I mean, because, you know, young kid. So I came into this with like nostalgia and maybe, maybe seven or eight books read like in, in my lifetime. And it just, it just occurred to me that once we're done with this, outside of like whoever runs like the fan club or works at Palladium, we are we are likely to become like experts. We will have read every page of every book. We will have read all the novels. We will have you know played hundreds of hours. We I mean we will we will know Palladium in such such a way, and it's, it's really weird to like take love, decide you want to do a podcast and to, at the end of it, turn back and go, holy crap, I have, I know an awful lot about Palladium games. <laughs> no. Yeah. We started this as fans wanting to talk about a thing that we're both pretty passionate about, but we're not really experts. We just really enjoyed the games. And I, I find myself frequently having to tell people this now that we have people who are listening to us and joining us on Discord or messaging me or us on Facebook or Twitter and whatnot and asking questions. And I, I sometimes have to preface this by saying, look, man, I am actually not the expert on this. <laughs> I talk a lot <laughs> yeah. about it, but <laughs> my expertise is very focused. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't work for Palladium Games. <laughs> yeah. 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 So th there are probably better channels that you could ask your question to. But I could definitely give you a an educated opinion, <laughs> right? And I, like even amongst the people we know, there are there are people who are far more educated in riffs than us. Like Buckley, for example. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't even approach his knowledge. You know, it's fascinating his knowledge of things because he he has. He, he is into some very specific things. And of those things, he, he throws himself in fully and mm -hmm. becomes an expert on them, even if he can't always enjoy them. And a good example of this, uh, listeners, and, and Matthew, I don't know if you heard this, but at, on our other show, Bikers, Dice, and Bars, we did an episode with him, which was, we called our Irish Whiskey Special. We went over to Buckley's <laughs> house, and he let us have sips that he had structured in a certain order to talk about various Irish whiskeys from his collection mm -hmm. because he collects them. He goes out of his way and spends a shitload of money to collect rare Irish whiskey. He's allergic okay. to alcohol. He doesn't drink at all, but he can tell you exactly <laughs> how it tastes. He can tell you everything <laughs> that you might be experiencing the moment it hits your tongue. And he's the same way when it comes to rifts. <laughs> is is that like uh, is that like keeping a, like a poisonous reptile or 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 spider? 
in your house. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I know everything about this. No, I never touch it. <laughs> you know, it'll kill me in a second. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, it it might be. It might be. Perhaps Irish whiskey is his pet tarantula. Although yeah. I don't think tarantulas are venomous. So his pet uh, not coral us. snake. Yeah, or yeah, king cobra or something. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, long Buckley, story short, there are people who are so much better than us at this. So much better. And many of them, I think, are on our forums. <laughs> yeah. People in our Discord know way more than we do. <laughs> and like are, are an active part in the forums. And, and they correct us all the time. But I think it's interesting that in another, God, how long is this going to take? Five, 10 years? Five years. Let's just say five years. I don't know that I got 10 years. All right. Uh, I think that's a conservative estimate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god how much more is there there's a ton <laughs> and they keep making them that's the thing i mean if you think about it this way right if mm. let's say let's say we take the structure that we've applied so far we've been talking about every book every yep. rifter every character class yes so if we oh, were boy. to do an episode on every character class just the character classes alone from palladium We'd be doing this as long as we've been playing Palladium games. Right. So, <laughs> but let, let's just say an episode a book, right? Like mm -hmm. we will, we will do deep dives into things that interest us. Sure. Five years. Why not? But to do this, we have, we have read, we have read every book. We may not have played a game in that setting or done anything, but we have, this is going to give us like this weird, like general overview feel of of Palladium. Like we won't be encyclopedic, but like as far as like the flavor of it goes, we will have this like instinctual post-apocalyptic feel <laughs> to everything. Yeah. I think the rifts will have hit by the time we're finished. And we, yeah. we will be the foremost experts on how to survive the cataclysm. And they'll wheel us out in our wheelchairs because we'll be 120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we um yeah it, it's it's actually kind of fascinating because my brain now certain things that we've done have settled deep into my psyche related at least to the content matter of course uh -huh. but with for example the rift's core book the rift's core rules it's the butts edition mm -hmm. like that's what it is now it's the butts edition yeah and i can talk to people who've never played rift I'm sorry, who've never listened to us, but have played Rift. Mm -hmm. And I can just be like, yeah, the difference between the Ultimate and the Butts Edition is this. And they'll be like, Butts Edition? That makes sense. <laughs> I get you. If we contribute nothing else to, <laughs> to the conversation of Rift. Uh, it's good to know you make a difference with your work. But it's so, yeah, it's so burned into my my understanding and of the hobby that it's become part of my my awareness of the things that I do, like just the mm -hmm. stuff that we have learned now. And it, it is now so fresh in my mind. Like I could almost recite some of the stuff that I recently read from rifts Atlantis or from working with the mechanoids and stuff that and I'm like, why didn't I play with this stuff when in the nineties when I had time? Yeah. Why did I have this knowledge back then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a there's this uh, to take this on a total tangent. 
There is a genre of fiction that has become especially popular thanks to anime, and it's mm-hmm. also seeping pretty heavily into a lot of video games. And that genre is called isekai. Are you familiar with it? Okay. I am not. The isekai genre ultimately is someone transported from this world to another. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's in one of two ways. Either they're stuck in a video game, you know, like uh, the Sword Art Online or... Right. Um, or Flight of Dragons or... Yeah. The Dot Hack games or whatnot. Yeah. There's someone who has the brain of somebody in our reality, but is applying that brain to another reality that they're living in. Or, Mm -hmm. more commonly now, there's somebody who died, was killed in a car accident, is the most common method of death at the beginning of an isekai series, and then they are reborn in a fantasy fantasy world, but they maintain all of their knowledge from their previous life. So, if I could... If I were to die right now, or if I were to be transported back in time, you know, to 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 be reborn as myself in that era, fuck, I would know so much shit about Palladium. I would be the best Palladium <laughs> game master the world has ever known. Someone make an anime about that. <laughs> that was a long way to get there, but I appreciate what you did. <laughs> I appreciate that setup, man. I really do. <laughs> I don't, it is a shame and not to, uh, not to be too get off my lawn, but it is a shame that now that I, I have the knowledge, I don't have as much of the time because there are so many things I've been exposed to through this, which I would love to play just so many, uh, like campaign settings that we've, we've gone through that I, I just, I really want to do that. So many interesting characters I've been exposed to that I want to do that. And I don't know, man. I think I, I think I got to start making the time. Like I, I need, I need a weekly game again in my life. There is a phrase, a colloquialism that we all appreciate for different reasons. The older we get, and that phrase is, "Youth is wasted on the young." But yeah. I believe personally, my view on that is that it has almost nothing to do with having you know being more fit and having more energy for me it's 100 percent about time the time yeah. that you have when you are young is wasted on young people <laughs> yeah that's why i think so many people are so happy for retirement you know? yeah the american dream is to you know work for 20 years at some humdrum place but then get a pension and then finally finally in your 50s or 60s or later, you can retire and have all of this time to do all of the things that you wanted to do when you were a kid. Ugh. Of course, if you fall over, your hip breaks now. So there's that. But <laughs> Yeah. So enough of the get off my lawn thing. What have you learned? What are some things over the course of this that uh, stuck in your mind? That Palladium is not as unapproachable as you think it is. It is just badly organized. Once you see and have been exposed to the underlying order, then you can start picking things out pretty easily. God, what have I learned? There's something for everything. Like any concept you have, it's it's somewhere in the Palladium games. It's somewhere in the in the megaverse. Agreed. Just as in our last episode, perfectly done, because we were trying to figure out 
who would play the Avengers and Rifts. And there's so many different options that we couldn't often find just one. I've learned that perfect binding lasts longer than most hardcovers that I've seen or whatever the magazine oh. binding for Palladium is called. Like this, this conversion book, I swear to God, this has been in some kid's battered old greasy Jansport for the past 30 years that they forgot about. And it's still, it's still, it's still there. It's still playable. Like the glue isn't cracked. Whatever they did in these, what are they, what's it called? Perfect bound. Didn't we talk Perfect about bound. this before? We, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's exactly what they use, but as somebody mm. who has sold RPGs that I have created through drive through through lightning source, they use what is called perfect binding. And that's the, mm. you know, the flat, uh, square bracket. Yeah. End to the book, essentially that doesn't really fold. Uh, it's got the, it, it kind of blossoms when you lay it down on the mm. table kind of thing. That is my preferred method for, for games of the, you know, eight and a half by 11 shape or, or legal or whatever. Yeah. What I, will say about that is although i don't think i have ever had a palladium books pages fall out that's right yeah almost every single one of my old books has a peeling cover yeah and that's not perfect binding that's just the lamination that they use yeah no i i agree that that conversion book and my original butts edition are both both that way but at the same time yeah I peeled it completely off of my original conversion book. Uh-huh. Just fine. Yeah, everyone. No, I mean, I, I've learned a lot of, like, weird things. If you're asking, like, what I've learned about the game itself, not as much as I, I wish I had. I, I, would, I think I would have learned almost as much by playing these books. I, I probably would have learned more. I think you actually made a really, really solid point. The one that you said about that the game is not as unapproachable as people might think it is. Yeah. The more we talk about it, I admit I, I already kind of felt that way. I'd been feeling that way for a long time of years of being a fan of Palladium games and going into online role-playing game forums like the Reddit RPG or RPG.net or any any other forum that you can think of of general RPG discretion discussion and rifts palladium people are all like what's the worst thing and somebody would be like rift can't fucking play it and I'd always get a little bit like but 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 <laughs> and you know I had opinions on this like that it I've always felt that it was actually a better system mm -hmm. than people give it credit for doing this show with you yeah it has. It has cemented that and given me a lot of foundation from which to finally tell people, actually, well, actually, you see, <laughs> it's actually a better system than you think. But the fidelity is much clearer in butts riffs <laughs> than Ultimate Edition. I phrase it comically as if I'm mansplaining to somebody who, because, you know, mansplaining is a man saying something to a woman, but the woman are clearly knows more about the subject than the man is giving her credit for. I don't think I'm mansplaining in this case. Like this whole point of this episode is we're becoming eventual experts on this subject. I think I have at least a little bit of credit to tell people that they're wrong about palladium. Yeah. Here's the thing though. 
You know how you can get inculcated to a certain belief systems in childhood? I like that word. Yeah. It's like, this is how religion keeps getting sold to people. Like you hit them when they're young. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, there was no internet. There was, you know, no social media. There wasn't anything like that. There was just your friend group. And that was, that was everything you got and the news and the radio, right? So when I was first learning riffs and palladium, there was no one to go to. So at that point in my mind, there's a block that's made that said riffs is hard. Yeah. And that block has stayed with me for 20 years. And I was just reading over that thing Rex uh, sent us with our old podcast. And a lot of that is that we weren't giving palladium like it's fair shake. And you know what? We weren't. We because weren't. it's not hard. We just had a block because we're fucking old and we didn't have all these forums we could go to. So in, in our brains, it was developed that riffs is hard, or at least in mine. And that palladium system is crunchy and, and it's hard to get, but it, it, it's really, it's really not. And all that you needed was some pretty basic questions answered, which you can, which you can do now very easily. In fact, if you want to do that, please join our Discord and we'll answer all the questions for you. But, but the point is, is that this, this mental block shouldn't exist for people coming into it now because they can get that clarifications that we never got. And I think that's where the meme riffs hard comes from old farts like you and me who are, you know, entering our, our 40s where we're just, you know, maybe we had access to a BBS, but, you know, there was nothing about Palladium on it. You just got me thinking indirectly i've always been a person who okay i'm going to take the several several leaps of logic backward and see if i can get get you and our listener to where my brain is at the moment here the leaps of logic are uh it all starts with being a child specifically in elementary and middle school who was considered um you know i passed i passed some apparent tests at some point and teachers were like, oh, he's gifted. Well, let's put him in the gifted classes. Uh, gifted classes, for the record, are bullshit. Tell me about it. Essentially, what the gifted classes mean is, well, let's go to the gifted class, which means you just do different shit than other students, and it's often a waste of time. And it's so weird that well, I, I could rant about it, but that ultimately happened because I'm extremely ADHD, And one very common aspect of ADHD people that isn't often talked about is your approach to things in life is, uh, it's very similar to something that there was a Dos Equis series of commercials about the most interesting man in the world. And, you know, he did this and he did that. And then he would have a quote and that would be the end of the commercial Dos Equis. And it, one of the things that I thought was actually strangely brilliant was, and, and, and just so spot on to my life, was, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then it would zoom in on him, and it would be, he, he would have like a moment of wisdom. And his moment of wisdom for this one was, the secret to life is to find the things you are not good at, and do not do those things. <laughs> And that was that was the whole commercial. <laughs> and that uh-huh. is what being ADHD is often like, or in the gifted class, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your brain is like, okay, here's the thing that I'm interested in. Am I any good at it? No? Abandoned. 
done with it. Move on to the next thing. Find something else that I can do that I might be good at. Reverse engineering code is something that I am currently good at. I am Mm -hmm. not a good programmer, but I can reverse engineer code and then develop my own code inspired by that. I do this with uh, computer systems. I do, I've been doing this right now by building a, hosting a couple of video game servers, 100% by following other people's code examples and then reverse engineering that and turn it into my own. And that, I think, ultimately says why I loved Palladium so much as a kid. This is my final point that I'm getting to. <laughs> okay. Another long story here. My brain likes taking things that it finds fascinating. And if they are a little bit obscure, and not necessarily well presented, but I still feel that there is a root of something awesome there. My brain's like, do the thing. And it just leaps in (laughs) and finds it and breaks it down. And then I flip pages, 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 pages. I think that's why I love Palladium so much because in middle school, it was something to be deciphered. Ah, it was the the mysterious language on the tablet. Mm -hmm. I get it. Okay, yeah. I've noticed that trait in you as well. Yeah, you you do tend to try and find the best way to to make the system work. When I got into putting together podcasts, I, I had a background in amateur audio engineering, but ultimately... So much of this, the, pro, the the podcasting that I've done and, and has been like, I am going to find all of the components that I find fascinating and make them work together. Right. I have always, my, my way, and I understand what you're saying, but my way is, is always been lore-based. If, if there's a, a complete world, a complete role-playing game, if you will, to, to dive into and to learn the intricacies and the interconnections of, of that world, the, 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 the meeting points and the, the, the places of confluence. I am, I'm fascinated by it. Anything that's good world building will always grab me because there's, there's so much, right. And palladium has, has always been that like far more than the forgotten realms for me, which is just an endless repackaging. Yes, <laughs> he screamed silently there for about 10, <laughs> two I feel before it came through. I loved the Forgotten Realms in the eighties, and then I go yeah, back to my old Forgotten Realms of. box set and I look at the content that's in there, and then I compare it to what's happened now, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, well, it's because the concepts are right, right? They 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 have their Moria, they have their Lankmar. Uh, with Waterdeep and the Underdark. They they have all these things that other people have done better. And they it's it's kind of like a primer in in fantasy is what uh the Forgotten Realms are. Yeah. Like there's better versions of everything out there that <clears throat> were in fact done first. But this is this is like the uh the, the Yahoo answers version of it. The Forgotten Realms, uh, from my understanding, was put together by Ed Greenwood. Mm-hmm. To be exactly how you described it. Like it was a, a way to take a lot of concepts from Tolkienian fiction and put them into Dungeons and Dragons because as he saw it, Dungeons and Dragons had all of this inspiration from Tolkienian fiction, but none of it was actually there in the fiction. Yeah. I he he swiped shamelessly from everywhere oh, yeah. though. I mean, Fritz Leiber, uh 
Waterdeep is is Lankmar a thousand times over. And, and then you've got Mithdranor, which is basically Moria, but for elves. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, there's just stuff and stuff and stuff. But um, the point is, is that that I've never seen more world building, like literal world building, like world book after world book after world book. As I'm getting more and more physical copies here, I'm looking up and I have, you know, quite a few. But, you know, we have World Book One, Vampire Kingdoms, and then I have a big blank till 13 where I have Lone Star. And then a real big jump until I get to 33 where I have Northern Gun. I mean, like, there is yeah. there is stuff. There is thousands and thousands of pages written. And it gets laughed off. And that, and that bothers me because our generation, who it hit hard because that's when it was released, didn't have the means to get these questions answered beyond, you know, our social circle or sending a self-addressed stamped envelope to wherever the hell Palladium was then with a question written in it. Something that Palladium does well in that vein is that they keep adding new aspects to the world. Now, Mm -hmm. we joke a lot, and everybody does, about a lot of the reprinted content the copy paste of various section and whatnot. It it happens in all of the books. It happens in all of the mm-hmm. series. Fantasy lately has been hit with it. I know Rift has been hit with it a lot. Uh, regurgitated material. But to Palladium's credit, they don't do, as you were describing, with the Forgotten Realms. They don't just mm-hmm. rewrite the whole damn thing and resell it to you. All of the books that they sell on the same areas are expanded content of those areas. You're not having to buy Rift's North America and then buy it again 10 years later and then buy it again. What you're getting is new stuff adding to elements of the world that haven't been defined up to that point. Yeah. And that I love that It, it it. it keeps building upon the old world and all of that old world stuff is still valid. You can't play Dungeons and Dragons in the Forgotten Realms and bring in stuff from the first box set into the new era because none of it is valid anymore. No. The, the world has changed. But in Rifts, you can go all the way back to Atlantis and you can take mm-hmm. the stuff from that and bring it into modern day and it's going to work just as well, both narratively and mechanically. It's it's like nothing else. It, it's it's really kind of hard to talk about because that's that's a bit of a realization where I'm like, well, hell, I've been thinking all this time that it was just you know hard, but it wasn't. And I really think that one of the jobs that riffs uh, or played in books in general should be working on is an update of their website, and I th- I think this should be and and their forum system. And I think this, I know they've, they've tried a thing or two and they've, they've tried and I know they're a small company and they don't, you know, they probably don't have a lot to, to throw this way, but I think it's, it's the best thing they could do is to make their presence more accessible to the much larger audience that they have now. And like, just, just engage at that point. And if those questions could get answered, the whole trope of 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 riffs can get can get just killed because people i i know i have i've gotten tired of buying new systems i burned out on warhammer quick because oh my god do they do that intentionally games workshop is the devil but D is not all that much better 
And I mean, like even Shadowrun and MechWarrior are on their upteenth million additions. I am rolling my eyes so hard at that. Yeah. I can still play goddamn Recon. I can still play goddamn Recon in Rifts. Now, yeah. I have to take a, a couple creative licenses, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. This is this is a time-proof thing that if you can carve a rock with a certain amount of sides and then burn a stick to write on the animal hide and you have these books, you can play riffs. You can play this riff for forever. <laughs> you know? It's, it's like nothing else out there. And bringing that back around to the concept of what we've learned, what we have learned is that, yes, riffs palladium the megaverse the systems they are approachable they they are solid systems people don't give them enough credit in my opinion however we know why they don't give them enough credit and as you say their web presence their online presence isn't as good as it could be now i will say this in the last year or so i want to say since we have started this podcast Mm-hmm. Somebody at Palladium Books has gotten the hint and started a fantastic online presence with their uh, the Twitter account, social media. So on Twitter, oh, at good. least, their Twitter account is live and they're constantly doing mm-hmm. things. They are posting caption contests. They are engaging with fans. Uh, they they somebody is there now who is act- actively engaging with fans online, and that is the way it should be if they want to stay alive. Yeah, but something else that we've learned is that uh, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode. Palladium needs a starter pack that is approachable yeah. to to brand new players, like you know, like a starter set, like D and D. D&D got so many people through that starter set. Now, you could say it's through marketing. You could say it's through advertising. Sure, that contributes somewhat. That starter set got so Mm -hmm. many people hooked. So many other games do starter sets. They sell fantastically. Sean or Kevin, if either of you are listening, we need a Palladium (laughs) starter set. Or anyone listening who has their ear. (laughs) (laughs) Savage Worlds yeah, I, like, has I, a starter I agree. set. That's... <laughs> Which does, sorry. Savage Worlds. Savage oh, Rips has a starter set. Like, why doesn't actual Palladium, you know? I'd like that with like a little paper fold out, uh, yep. like maybe map of the, the CS areas or like a map of Chai Town. Ooh. I'm starting to design this in my head. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so to the anyway, team. That, yeah, that's that's what I've learned of Palladium. Um, I think we had uh, some deep uh, insights. I feel like I need to write you, our listeners, a check for two hundred dollars for this Rifts therapy session. I've learned a lot about myself, so thanks. Well, I mean, to credit our listeners, I've learned. I think I've learned about the same amount that I've learned through talking with you. Oh, from them? people yeah. writing us. And being like, oh, this is the thing or offering other perspectives that, mm. that, that, you know, we're not getting because, you know, we're old. And I know I get wildly world. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I get things wildly wrong. And everyone's yeah. actually been fairly polite about it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I think, I wish Riffs would get more 
would get more attention right now because everyone's like, you know, Savage Worlds or, you know, Fate or God save us, D&D 5th. And it's just like, this has still been quietly churning along, fleshing out the same world, the same universe, not trying to get your money again for the same characters, but with a different, you know, dice pool. And I just, I, I, I love that. And it, it deserves more than it got, damn it. It does. So, yeah. The, the, where am I going with this? Freeform, anywhere you want. Rifts gets a lot of attention, and I don't think it's positive. I think they could turn that table around and make it more positive. Because as you say, people from a former era who approached it with different ideas and are still negative about the experience that they had so long ago and their friends who haven't even played it have just heard what their friends have said and then are parroting it online. It is as good a game as any other out there better, even though it's older. If the OSR can keep regurgitating dungeons and fucking (laughs) dragons, first edition and basic edition, which Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I even say this as somebody who loves the OSR. I love so many OSR games. It's not a good system. It's just something everybody plays because everybody knows. That's the Mm -hmm. only reason. The only fucking reason the OSR is so popular is because people have, people know it and it's easy. It is easy to educate people on because there's so many different versions of it out there. Palladium is its own game. There are no copycats. There are no other systems out there that use the same mechanics. So it's like teaching new people. It's like teaching people a new game. But even though the game's 40 years plus old. Yeah. I was going somewhere with this, but I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Well, be that as it may, I agree with what you said. It's just, I think a lot of this is just mental inertia and it's our generation's fault. But I think you and I and people like us and like people like Buckley are, are trying our, our bit to bring it back into the light. And like we, we, we answer questions. I, when I get questions addressed to me, I pass them off to Buckley or you because, you know, that's where the questions go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I just think that I just think it's superior. Riffs is superior. superior! <laughs> now, now cover me with vomit. <laughs> I need more light. Hey, if anybody gets that reference, please let us know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we can be friends if you get that reference. <laughs> like, like IRL. Like, I'll, I'll hit you up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. That's running long again, but I, I, I do, I do feel that uh, it, it never got its its chance, and I, I feel. Really lucky because I, I too, like you were talking about earlier, have a very severe uh, ADHD. And one thing that troubles my sleep and stresses me out is leaving things unfinished. And Rifts and Palladium has always been unfinished. Like I had the books as a kid. I played a little bit. And then, you know, movement and that and the, this, that and the other. And I get to come back and not only finish what I started, but explore so much more deeply by doing this. And I, I just, I feel great about being able to do that. And I feel very lucky to be able to do that. 
if there's something that people can take forward and learn from us, from, from our experience, from what we've discovered uh, through doing this show and through continuing to hopefully do this show for, for a long time until we're old and gray and in diapers and wheelchairs. Yes, please. There's a few things that could greatly benefit Palladium, the game, the company, and whatnot. I mentioned the OSR, and one of the benefits of the OSR, of all of these third-party publishers making their own versions of D&D that they say, they claim, is classic compatible or old-school compatible, and by Mm -hmm. that way they say it's compatible with all of the old systems and all of the old modules, and they are. You can grab somebody's OSR hack, the black hack. You can grab Lamentations of the Flame Princess. You can grab Swords and Wizardry. You can grab Blood and Treasure. You can grab any of these games that people have made that are their versions of D&D, the old school D&D. And then you can take those old school modules from D&D, the classic ones that we all know and love, and run them in this new system. What has happened as a result of that is that Wizards of the Coast took all of those old modules and made them available for sale online, digitally, Mm -hmm. drive through RPG, and has made bank doing this because people have wanted official copies of these old modules. We're old enough that we'll look at this stuff and think, oh man, yeah, I want an official digital copy of fucking keep on the borderlands or the eye of Trolldar, right. or I, I want, I want a real digital copy of this stuff and we'll find this new version of D and D that we want to play and then go buy the official old module and convert it ourselves. Palladium mm-hmm. hasn't allowed that. However, if they did, they future proofed their system. If palladium would allow third parties to create fan versions of the Palladium system, congratulations, you are now increasing your audience. And that audience will then seek out your old stuff, all of which is available for sale on drivethroughrpg.com, and they will buy it. They'll be like, oh, here's somebody else's version of the Palladium system. Now we have this OSR-esque Palladium thing. I want to go get the old one supplement for Palladium Fantasy. I want the first edition version. Mm. Thank you. And I want to convert that into <laughs> my new system. All right. You're making sales. Your game is alive. Yeah. And then somebody one day is going to be like, my buddy has been running their Palladium system, which is mm. a little bit their, their hack or something. And they ran me through this adventure called The Place of Magic. And I heard that was in the old ones. I'm going to go buy that and see for myself. Oh, I really like this. Now I'm going to go buy the original core rules, which is available on drivethroughrpg.com. And thus the circle completes and Palladium has new fans. It will only help them out. Sean, Kevin, if you're listening, make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Rant rant slash rant off. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I agree 100%. It's just, one of the things that I am sad about, though, is some of my favorite Palladium properties, they no longer have licenses to. And that's just not going to be done again. Like, I'm never going to see Robotech on drive-thru RPG. It's just not. Or Ninja Turtles. Or Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks, but it is what it is, you know? 
and yet they could file the serial numbers off and reprint it. They could call it something mm-hmm. else. They did exactly that with Ninja Turtles second edition. They rebranded yeah, it as the after bomb. the bomb and boom, they could take all of that stuff from Robotech and simply do a copy paste of the whole document of various words. They could call it robot hack. Hmm? Or mm-hmm. fast bots. Fast bots. Because <laughs> you can't call them go bots. They may still have a copyright too, which you can't call transformers. Yeah. Which... <laughs> they could call it mecha tech. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Mecha tech. Yeah, Palladium. Mecha. Dude, Kevin. Hey, Sean. Hey, 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 make hey, it hey, happen. Before this goes out, before this goes out, go get that website. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Man, that's all I got. I'm getting hoarse. <laughs> I, I am too. Nope. This was long story short though, palladium still good. What did I what did I learn? It made me it made me learn about what you can get away with if you uh have an unconnected child. Like if, if someone's young and in their formative years, be careful about what the hell you put in their head. You know? Uh because I always thought palladium was hard. I came back as an adult, it's not. It's actually painfully easy and well balanced. I came to this project from the viewpoint of nostalgia with an expectation mm-hmm. of talking about things that I love from my past that I've experienced and sharing it with others. What I have learned is that it's not just nostalgia. Yeah. It, it has a very real and very vital spot that's still available today. Yeah. And still works. if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, we were at the BBS stage of the internet back when I was playing, like, I, I wouldn't have that attitude, and neither would my whole generation. I think my final thoughts on the Palladium system and its future are, well, at least for this episode. Yeah, we'll be doing another. One of the things that people, you know, always laugh about, when you're running Palladium games, they say, how many house rules are you using? Well, let's look at the OSR, which is crazy successful. The OSR is nothing but other people's house rules published into new games with different titles. Mm -hmm. But instead of Dungeons and Dragons, it's, you know, altars and amalgamations or it's some (laughs) other swords and sorcery. They they just take an inspiration from the source material, change a few things and reprint it as their own. That's no different. Why is that okay? But me running rifts with house rules is breaking the system. Come on. Th- this is how role-playing games work, people. Palladium yeah. is no different than any other game. I don't know any game that I've ever played in or run that did not have house rules. So if yeah. running Palladium with house rules is a joke, I'm sorry. I, I don't get it. I think there might be something in the human condition that just needs the butt of the joke. You know, but I would like to say that the butt of a joke officially changed about eight years ago when D and D fourth edition came out. Yeah. They yeah. they just like they 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 lost the high ground on that one. Yeah, and that's why we have Pathfinder, and that's ultimately yeah. I think why we have the OSR. There was such a disconnect from what was happening that everybody just branched their own ways and took the old D twenty license, turned it into something beautiful. Palladium. You can do the same thing. Now, people have more time on their hands and they're living longer and nostalgia is bigger than it's ever been. Like, this is this is a great time for you to come back on the scene and you really bloody well should. So, 
If you just adopted everything we told you to do, everything would be just fine. <laughs> I hopeful. doubt that very much, but I'm hopeful. I, I am too, because yeah. here's the honest, grim, dark truth. Let's let's take it, Warhammer. An awful lot of palladium is one guy, and one guy's drive, and one guy's control. And that one guy ain't getting any younger. And there will come a freezing time. And hopefully I'm not around to see it because I eat like crap. But <laughs> there will come a time where like all of this is 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 tossed, you know, or it's like that that driving force is no longer there. And I shudder to think what would happen to Palladium when it was given to the hands of the the committee of the people who want to make the money and not the people who have the crazy vision. And yeah, that has given us some bad releases. And yeah, that has given us some fucked up timetables that we like to joke about. And yeah, that has probably given us whatever the hell happened to Robotech Tactics. But it is still one person's driving force of their entire life. And I just, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that get destroyed afterwards. So make these changes now. Do it while you can. Before some money-hungry committee schmuck does it for you. I want to be teaching Palladium games to my nephew and niece. I want to be teaching them to their kids when I'm... Mm -hmm. The cool old great uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want to be able to teach it to them and have them still be able to go to a store and buy it on a shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that got melancholic for me. I, I, I want to call it here. <laughs> Let's call it there. I, just one last time. Kevin, Sean, we love, we love what you're doing. Keep doing more of it and make it more accessible. Yeah. Sorry, it took me, uh, you know, 25 years to figure it out. But uh, that, that early block is a thing. And yeah, I, I'm, I can change my tune on it. Also, hire me to write your next edition. <laughs> do it, do it. Hire him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, everyone. Thanks for listening once again. Uh, this Well, this episode went way longer than expected. But uh, you can catch us on Discord. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on Facebook, but preferably Discord. That's where we're most active. Join us. Hop in. Tell us your favorite stories. We're waiting for you. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.
Like I didn't have much. I just thought it would be something easy to wing on, you know? Yeah. I'm sure to we can right. figure it out. Okay. We okay. start talking and shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>